Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome everyone to the premiere show on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Network. That's what I said. I said the premiere show. None of the Saturday Draft Live nonsense. I don't because one of the co-hosts is co-hosting with me today. I've got a real co-host. My name's Ross McLeod. I'm joined by John Sherwood, and this is the premiere show, Central. John, how are you? Uh, I'm really happy that I'm on the premiere show. So, yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm um, very, very well. I mean, I mean, when you're the top dog, and when you, I, I've been described as a poor man's Chris Boyd uh, for my shithousery <laughs> with David Campbell, I, I like to think of myself more as a as an Ali McCoy, the sort of older father figure to David Campbell's bitter Chris Sutton. But <laughs> as we, <laughs> as I rant and rave and take pot shots at everyone and then wonder why I don't get invited to birthday parties anymore. That might just be it, mate. Just, yeah. That might be it, yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Um, <laughs> so we do have other shows on this network, not quite as premier as ours. Uh, we have our feature show every single week. We have Saturday Draft Live every week. We have Eat, East Meets West, easy for me to say, for stumbling over my words there. Maybe it's just choking on that show Saturday Draft Live beforehand. Um, we have we have East Meets West once a month or when the guys can get round to a Wrestle Kingdom review. It's either out this week or it's out next week. Uh, sorry for the delay. You can find all that and, of course, Reviews, previews, news and interviews, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and Android sites. And of course, at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Get involved in the conversation. Quiz showdown number 18, let's get ready to fumble. Yes, the Royal Rumble quiz is back (laughs) with a funky new tagline. And (laughs) the fourth uh, uh, annual ESSR Royal Rumble quiz, part of the Quiz Showdown Network now. That's coming out, I believe the week of the Royal Rumble, which is next week. It's and next week, yeah. Yes, John, we've got a lot of um news story that a lot of news stories that could affect who's going to be in and who's not going to be in uh, the men's Royal Rumble this year. Um we usually start with WWE news. Sometimes we start with AEW news, but we're starting with free agent news and that's the free agent Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes the TNT champion. Uh, currently working without a contract in the EW. The American freelance nightmare. Yes, yes. Adrenaline in the soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Is that the lyrics? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be. It's it be. yelling. <laughs> But anyway, uh, as we talk about something, something called Cody Rhodes, you mentioned the American freelance nightmare. Um, is this a bit of a is this a bit of a non-story? Do you think because of the amount of stock he has with the likes of TBS and TNT, you know, his reality shows that he's done, uh, other shows that he's crossed over with, uh, or do you think it's it's Big news that someone, a pillar of AEW, getting AEW off the ground, is now uh, now working without a contract. I think with this situation, 
you know, there's all this brilliant speculation, all this fantasy booking that everybody can have, and everybody will now instantly react to something on social media straight away. They'll be like, right, well, that's it. He, there's a chance he's going to be at the Rumble. He's going to be there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if he came out of sta- uh, you know, Stardust? Oh, my word. You know, there's all, already the graphics have been flying around. I mean, I wouldn't say like it's a non-story, but I, I think people are going too far with it because there is absolutely no way that Cody is going anywhere apart from getting another contract with AEW. I mean, it'd be really interesting to see if this is like, you know, not a a shoot, but a storyline. Like, you know, they're going to go full summer of punk on this and let him walk out with the, you know, with the TNT title and and just let him walk off for a bit and, and do random appearances and do stuff on those TV shows. And have Brandy just like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I've got no, no part of this. It'd be really weird to kind of have that, but it'd be pretty interesting. I, I don't think they'll have thought that far down the road, but I think it's a non-story in the fact that, you know, he, he's going to have another contract with AEW. But I, I think it's a story that, you know, they, they have let this contract to expire. And I think we can, you know, kind of, bring this back to what WWE have done, like letting contracts of major stars either expire or get close to expiring without noticing. Is this another situation like that? Have Tony Khan and the top brass at AEW just not noticed that Cody's contract was expiring? And, you know, I mean, when I've got a contract, I know it's running out. I know when it's running out and I know when it's renegotiation time. Hasn't anybody just gone, um, lads, do you want to sit down for a bit and have a chat about this contract? Because it's kind of up in a few weeks. Do, do I invoice you after this, like on a weekly basis or what? I mean, I I don't know how these situations get this far down the road. But I mean, I can't see him going anywhere else. I don't think he's going to go anywhere else. It's brilliant to speculate, obviously, with the rumble and the forbidden door in inverted commas opening up with WWE and the Mickey James situation with Impact. But I don't think he's going to go anywhere. And I think it might just be a bit more drawn out because I expect they're not going to just be renegotiating him as a talent. They're going to be renegotiating him as an EVP. So they're going to have a lot to talk about here, about you know what he does on the management side of things. Is he kind of taken out of that now? Because I, I heard that they kind of all got sidelined. And and the the management structure changed. So is that affecting the contract? There's so many different things, but clearly he's happy to kind of carry on doing what he's doing at the moment. I mean, he's, you know, we're speaking right now on Wednesday night, so he's on dynamite tonight, or at least he's meant to be. He he's going nowhere. Look, he's not going back to WWE. Is the, that's not happening? I think I'm going to jump in here because I think if I let you. If I let you talk more, I think you'll convince yourself that he's going to WWE, and I think by the, the end of the hour and a half, you'll have him main event in WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, no, um, like, no, no way he's going there. No way he's going back. No well, to, to a point you mentioned about the um, the management structure and the management side of things, um, is letting his contract expire maybe a little bit of a, a power play on Tony Khan's part? Because we, we obviously we, we saw the news that they've been sidelined, and you know a, a, a lot of the um, 
he's still involved in the video game stuff, and I think Tony Khan's happy to like delegate that stuff to Kenny Omega. But a big thing of Kenny Omega choosing AEW over WWE was the fact that he was going to be an EVP and he was going to be allowed to help bring talents over. He was allowed to... I mean, Kenny Omega is a lot of things. Sensational wrestler, great knowledge of video games, great to have in that department, but he was not a women's wrestling booker. He um, he was... There's a reason it's got better since those guys were sidelined. Um, but, like, Kenny Omega was given certain assurances. The Young Bucks were given certain assurances. Young Bucks have re-signed and signed a new deal. Uh, I think they're happy enough where they are. But Cody, you know, he, he was responsible for the whole all-in uh, pay-per-view concept. He's now, obviously, AEW now owns All Out, you know, sort of a, a continuation from that. That's basically where AEW was born. Um, but do... Does letting his contract expire, does that maybe say to Cody, right, you helped us get this far, but we are the people in charge, we are, you know, we are the management, you're just going to be a talent from now on, or, like, am I just maybe reading too much into things? No, I don't think you are. I think this might actually be the start of a, a restructuring of AEW. They're, what, three years old now, altogether, I think? And yeah, yeah, run about that, yeah. They, they've got to this point and had this set up. And I think you needed that uh, that input from those people because, you know, Tony Khan, no matter how much of a fan he was and, and, and a businessman from from other parts of sport, obviously with the Jaguars and, and with Fulham as, as well. But, you know, being a fan of wrestling, and, and I know this from talking to, you know, other promoters who were fans who've put shows on and struggled because being a fan's one thing, kind of knowing what you can see. Yeah. What, what you want to see is that's brilliant. Putting a show on and putting a promotion together is a completely different kettle of fish. And, you know, having those people who've got the inside knowledge as part of your core group is great, but maybe now it is that time where AEW has to move into phase two of its structure and i think we've already seen with and um you know i've said this on on this podcast before when i've been talking to you their roster is fairly bloated and it's fairly big and you know they aggressively recruited especially a lot of the talent who got released from wwe and uh, and various other places and, and they've got to a point now where they do have a very heavy roster with a lot of talent and those people who were in those EVP positions probably don't need to be now. And they're just having them as talent. But they're also in this position where they probably thought they were like top dogs and they should be, you know, uh, uh, that, at uh, that level. So maybe this is like a sign of the restructuring backstage and, you know, further down the line, in, uh, you know, in the ring of AEW, maybe this is Tony Khan putting his foot down and going, right, this is my company now. This is what I do. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, unfortunately, Cody, I want you. I want you around, but I don't want you on the board. You know, you could be a silent partner, or whatever, but I don't want you on 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 this. And here's the contract. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Maybe that's how it's going to go. And as you say, like, you know, Kenny Omega, for everything he brings, he wasn't a booker of, of that division whatsoever. And, and things have changed since. So Kenny, when he comes back, should just focus on being talent. 
And, you know, maybe that's the same thing for Cody now. And I think with everything else he's got going on, we're doing, you know, the Go Big Show and um, Roads to the Top and all that kind of stuff. He's got a lot of other things on, mm-hmm. on the go as a brand. And maybe, you know, being an EVP of this company is just one too many hats to wear. And it's time to hang that hat up and let the business people take charge of this now and just focus on being talent because you know the, the chances of doing something incredible are, are are there for him you know we've seen the reactions that yeah. he's getting off the fans you know this delusional baby face in a way where he feels that he's like loved by everyone but they're booing the hell out of him and and that slow descent into madness will be incredible to watch but i think that yeah maybe this is time for the restructuring of aew I um, would you call it agree Sorry, wholeheartedly? Of course. Yeah, yeah, well, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Yes, and also you, you're talking about the too many hats to wear. That's what it was. Too many yeah. hats to wear. Um, the perfect example here, and when it sometimes like look, we we're all discussing rumors about wrestling and backstage stuff, and we all know it's scripted, and the guys are guys and girls have real lives, and the characters are just their personality turned up to a hundred. But you know what, really. Yes, yes. I'm sorry to break it to you, John. We'll talk all fair. Just, just try keep it together. Um, right, right. But, but um, Stephanie McMahon is the prime example when she um, goes out of her way to be hated and be like the, this despicable heel, and she yeah. does it very well. Um, and yet, then you'll see, congratulations, Stephanie McMahon. She's topped the women's CEO list for the second year in a row, and you're just like great role model for women in business can't exactly boo that now and then it's like oh here she is with a check for ten thousand pounds to fight breast cancer and you're like women's icon fighting breast cancer yeah boo yeah it's it's splitting that apart isn't it it's impossible to do like that and and like i think wwe are really bad for it in that sense because they kind of think that you know the, the character and the real person yeah, people can see that difference in, in those situations, but it's not like that. You know, a lot of, especially the younger audience, will come and see that person and they'll know it, that it's, it's Stephanie McMahon, who's this heel, and, and, and yeah, we're, we're meant to boo her, but she's being really nice and smiling and everything, and I, I, I don't know what to do. And and I think that's, again, like you say, it's the same thing with Cody and Brandy, because you saw Brandy getting that mixed reaction in that promo the other week with, uh, with Dan Lambert. And you know it she turned the crowd back but at the start they didn't want to know <laughs> yeah, I don't remember so the, whole, the whole thing at the start of AEW when Cody was a face Brandy was this like voodoo mama heel yeah but then it was then Brandy's cutting promos going we are going to be more inclusive for those with sensory and autism uh, difficulties and we're going to try a bit and you're like how, how do I boo that yeah, because that is absolutely brilliant. You know, that, that is just so good. And then you're meant to hate this person on screen. You're like, no, it doesn't compute. Right, we'll move we'll move away from this now because we are going to get ourselves into... And why was Hulk Hogan in Three Ninjas at High Moon? It made, it made no sense. <laughs> um, so we'll move on now to... Um, John Moxley. John Moxley uh, last week was announced for a couple of Game Changer wrestling shows. Um, I th- I thought, um, I know Dave Meltzer had said, you know, there's, got, there's no way that John Moxley's going to 
have his first match elsewhere. I thought just with um, his mental his mental health uh, and you know getting back into ring shape, I thought AEW were going to give him what you know as football fans would refer to as like a pre-season or maybe like a, a short-term <laughs> loan. Where yeah, he give, would, him a little, like, give him a little warm-up, yeah. Uh, where he goes to like game changer for a couple of matches and maybe you know the, the new terminus promotion maybe a couple of matches there you know just some somewhere to get himself sharp and then he comes back to AEW but no uh, it's tonight isn't it he, at time of recording he's due back he's back he's back on dynamite uh tonight yeah on Wednesday the 19th and it's it's going to be good to see him i mean uh, he's going to get that um triple h return pop yeah, that the, the I, I've not I can't remember where they are tonight, but wherever they are, yeah, the literal roof is going to come off for Mox to come back because this is a proper return story. This and it's going to be great to see him. And I do hope he's you know 100 healthy and he's you know he's got himself sorted and and everything is all good and it'll be great to see him back in the ring. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I have to admit, yeah, you know, I I I didn't. I didn't quite get it with Moxley, um, but the man himself is wonderful. Everything I've read about him is really good. In the ring, I may have just kind of disconnected a little bit, but the man, John Moxley, you know, I I have a lot of respect for, and uh, and everything I've kind of read about him is is really cool. And it'll be good to see him back, and and hopefully, you know, it'll lead to something really good down the line, and and he stays nice and healthy. Yeah, I'm with you as the the sort of in ring. I'd maybe disconnected a bit. I, I like I like the character more than I like the in ring guy. If you if you catch me, I think his character's better. Mm. I, I certainly think. And you know, if you've got any complaints about this next statement, please direct all complaints to Cap Dave ninety one. Cap Dave ninety one. Um, I think out of the three Shield members, he's the poorest in ring, but he has a massive like cult following around him that gets everyone hyped for his matches. Like because there's always buzz for his matches. He's an he's an everyman. You know he's he's one of those people that we can all relate to, and that's what makes him very very popular. That we can all get on board with with him getting angry about things and, you know, legit just being a bit nasty about stuff and, and having, you know, just, he's got that kind of attitude that, you know, you kind of want to bring out. And yeah, I think that's why he relates to a lot of people. Like I said, I just kind of disconnected a little bit. I, I wanted him to drop the title earlier than he did, but uh, I, I just felt it was the right time for him to do that. But, you know, it was what it was. I am really looking forward to seeing him back though, because I, I you know, I, I want to see the man back happy doing what he's doing, and I think that'll be brilliant for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, obviously, we, we talked about um, at the start about rumble rumours. Uh, Dave Meltzer has today said um, Cody and Moxley won't be in the rumble. He's like dismissed that completely, basically. Moxley's AEW through and through at the minute and Cody's as we reference to it is going nowhere um, someone who might be in the rumble tongue in cheek <laughs> CM Punk um, <laughs> CM Punk with a little a little tease a little troll saying 
Um, I'm just fixing my calendar just now, Dave. Can you let me know if I'm in the rumble? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. I mean, obviously the roof would absolutely pop for that, but um, yeah, it, that that ain't going to happen. I don't think CM Punk will ever walk into a WWE ring ever again. Uh, but oh my word, yeah, I mean, that is... That is one of those things. I mean, depending on like the placement on the card, because you never know how these things work out. If the women's rumbles on first, and AJ turns up, that has got to get everybody going. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. can he? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just going to be one of those things. But um, yeah, I, I can't see see him there. But. Yeah, there's there's obviously still so many rumours flying around with the, like, as I say, forbidden door situation with with the uh, with the rumble, and uh, you know I've got my own kind of thoughts on on, on the forbidden door swinging around, but uh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting with speculation. I mean, yeah, for all people saying that, yeah, you know, saying that they're not bothered, everyone's talking about it. That's the thing, like you don't care that much that you've dedicated time out of your day to tweet, text, <laughs> Facebook, yeah. you know, Instagram about it, you know, you've you've taken the effort to at WWE and hashtag Royal Rumble. God, you really don't care about this at <laughs> all, do you? No, exactly. Um, I think and this is this is from last year. Um I, I think they they knew they had a big enough winner that they didn't have to have a big surprise men's 30. So that's why it was Braun who came back three days before. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 29 being Rollins and getting the big pop, you know, people like that as well. So yeah. it was, <laughs> pardon me, it was not too bad. But um, I think this year with the commotion and all the rumours and speculation and such and such spotted in St. Louis. It's two weeks to the rumble, mate. They probably just live there. Uh, Such and such spotted in St. Louis. I think what will be very telling, see, do you remember last year on, I think it was backstage, they announced the women's 30 and the men's one and two. Yes. I think if they do that on the bump this year, that's when you know, right, they've not got anyone big enough for the Forbidden Door to be number 30. Yeah. And if they announce like, entr- more entrance for the women's matches, uh, this is something David Campbell has floated uh, past us. Maybe announcing these women for the Rumble is to build anticipation and to take the focus away from the fact that Bailey is going to show up. Yeah, I 100% think Bailey's going to be in the rumble um you know seen her the other day as well with sheamus uh at and stadium yep. you know she she looks happy and ready to go um you know it seems to be around the time when her injury's probably healed by now and and you know she's you know she's very physically fit and i'm sure healing you know powers are, are, are probably very very good it's you know you can never tell with any injury, how long it's going to take you to come back. You know, my regular training partner, my regular ring-ring partner, he's just been out for six weeks. He's popped back straight away without any problems at all. But then I know another person who just posted about this. You know, they 
got injured and said basically they could have gone in and had a match and and that would have been game over. So now they're out for literally the rest of this year. So you know these these things can can happen and and yeah, I think Bailey's a hundred percent coming back in this. Maybe it is to distract from that. I don't know, but I mean, like my thought with all this in the Forbidden Door things and and surprise entries. You know, you've got to remember this is WWE. This is a product which does have a lot of casual viewers. So anybody they bring in, you know, it's great that wrestling fans will know who they are. But does, you know, the casual person watching it know who that person is? Like if Jay White walked out on on stage and came out at number 26, everyone would be like, who's that guy? But wrestling fans would know who he is. So that's a brilliant kind of like, yeah, oh my word, Forbidden Door, Jay White, woo! That's a great thing. But then people just watching it in Albuquerque or wherever who watch wrestling every now and again and know who The Rock is and John Cena, they don't know Jay White. So I think yeah. you know anybody they bring in has to be a name. That's why Mickey James works, because she has history. They know who she is. People know who Mickey James is. She's a big enough name. She's been around for long enough. You know, multi-time champion, been all over the place. People know who she is. It's like people, you know, people suggesting Nick Aldis comes in. Like nobody's going to know who he is. None of the, he's going to walk out to crickets if he turns up. It's the gladiator. Yeah, like nobody will care, and that's a shame because Nick's cool. But you know, he'll walk out to people going, oh. You know, and and that's I don't think WWE want that. Whereas it's great to get in brilliant talent from other places, and I'm sure that would create a lot of buzz. As it did, you know, as the Mickey James thing did. It's you know, like I say, it's got to be a name. If they're gonna, if anything's gonna come back in the Rumble, it's got to be a name. Can I can I put something to to you as well? Yeah. Why Mickey James would work better than say, pardon me, say uh, an MJF. To casual fans. Yeah. Is it because casual viewers know TNA uh, now impact yes. is more well known to casual viewers because it's on challenge in the U well it was on challenge in the UK. It was on the wrestling channel the, the wrestling channel for many years and mm-hmm. then like when I've never like other like casual fans that I know who will go like, oh, by the way, I've I seen a thing on Twitter, like, is is Daniel Bryan with AEW now? Yeah. And it's like, it's not, oh, Bryan Danielson's, but it's Daniel Bryan, the WWE guy. Yep. Whereas exactly. before with uh, Impact, it's like, oh, is, is Hulk Hogan still with that other one? Or like, if someone leaves WWE and they find out about it, it's, oh, he'll just go to TNA then, won't he? Like, mm-hmm. TNA still... Because it's been around longer and because, you know, there's people unlike us who grow the fuck up and stop watching men in tights play wrestle, you know, but then there's us who who sit there and go, this is life, damn it. <laughs> this is sport. No, it's, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we still invest our time into it. It's like any anything, any passion, you know, you invest yeah. your time in it and you and you know the ins and outs of these things. And. Yeah, like I said, the casual fan, somebody who's watched it in the past maybe has become a lapsed fan or just isn't that bothered about it anymore, but 
does have an awareness of it. You know, they understand, you know, of, of these other, you know, there are other promotions. Maybe they've not heard of AEW yeah. yet, but yeah, they, they know that there's another thing that's there and it probably would have been TNA or Impact and, yeah, that's what's kind of in their mind. Like I say, it's it's all that recognition, but that's where WWE, yeah, still thrive because they're still the biggest. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Market market recognition is a big thing, especially amongst casual fans. Huge. But um, we've talked about Cody, we've talked about Moxley, we've talked about who will be in the Rumble and who should be in the Rumble and what it should mean. Etc. Etc. Uh, one man who probably won't be in the Royal Rumble because he's asked for his release. Uh, Mustafa Ali has asked for his release, uh, given uh, giving the reason that he has ambitions uh, bigger than wrestling uh, that he can't fulfil whilst in WWE uh, and would like his release. Um, what, what's your thoughts on Mustafa, the wrestler? Uh, and what's your thoughts on him asking for his release? Um, I, you know, I think he's a, a great talent, and you know, he's he's got a lot to give, and everything that he got given uh, whilst part of WWE, he really made the best of it, and yeah, I mean, he, as Steve Austin would say, he made chicken salad out of chicken shit out of the whole retribution thing and he really went for it you know he did a lot of stuff away from the mainstream part of wwe and and, and did a lot on his social media to go with it he ran with like you know sort of bizarre tag teams and uh, he did that thing with mansoor which he made the best out of and and you know he was always an incredible talent and and that whole part of uh you know money in the bank when he was I think he was meant to get it, and then he was told just before he was going out, "Oh no, Brock's going to win it." Um, you know, he's he's done the best that he could there, and I think he's he's a talent who may have just kind of like floated under the radar so much that, despite being great, it just it just didn't work out. And the man himself is is brilliant. I've seen a lot of the sort of community outreach stuff that he's done on his Twitter and. Uh, a lot of the work he has done, I think he's he's great. I mean, if you watch some of the videos he's been putting out recently as well of him actually in in ring, he's you know definitely showing that he's got the the chops in there for sure. Uh, the guy is is flying. Um, maybe he's one of those that just it, it, he wasn't going to reach the top, and yeah, that's a shame because he's obviously a talent. Uh, and people get frustrated, you know, when you're in that situation. And it's a real shame. But he's obviously willing to bet on himself right now to go out there and do what he does and, you know, find somewhere to do it, wherever that's going to be. And he's got ambitions and, and fair play to the guy. You know, he's he's giving up a steady paycheck for this. And, and uh, you know, obviously there's no confirmation of his release yet, but... Hey, fair play to him. I like Ali a lot. He's, you know, he's got a lot. Um, but whether he was ever going to make the top in WWE, I, I, I don't know. Could he go somewhere else and do it, or would he be up a mid card? I don't know. 
Oh no! I mean, he, he flying think... impact. Yeah, impact was my first thought. Um, mm. I, I I said to Dave last week when he was on the show with us that um, impact deserved credit. They put a pay per view on. Now, if WWE put a pay per view on on me and told you right before they were released, not not at their peak, not at Enzo and Cash's peak in WWE, not at you know US titles, that kind of no, just. 2018 pre-release, if or 2019, if they told you, by the way, um, we're going to put a pay-per-view on and we're going to have Mickey James, Zack Ryder, Big Cass, Heath and Rhino, and Steve Cutler from the Forgotten Sons, all yeah. in high-profile matches. Oh, by the way, and um, Mickey James' opponent is going to be managed by Aiden English, but he's not going to be doing the Rusev Day stick. You'd be like. Maybe give that a miss. That sounds like an episode yeah. of Superstars. But then credit to the wrestlers themselves and uh, Impact going right. Zack Ryder might have been jobbed out and, you know, fans basically lost interest in the end. But Matt Cardona is a clean slate. Steve, Steve Macklin is a clean slate. You know, W. Morrissey has done so much for his... You know, to battle his own addiction, demons, oh, and his right. mental health stigma, um, to reinvent himself from such a because, like, I don't people who maybe came in and saw just big cast fighting Enzo, mm. and you know, Enzo's annoying cruiserweight champion might not might not understand. Sometimes you need to be there in the moment to understand how good and how big someone was. Yeah, but Enzo and Cass were sensational. Like, I don't know if you remember Roadblock before WrestleMania. Oh my um, God, yes. And they fought, uh, now FTR, the former Revival. Uh, and this this was a show that had Dean Ambrose and Triple H on the card for the WWE title. And I think the crowd went most wild for Enzo and Cass. Like, they were sensational. They had a great match with FTR. They were... Singles wrestler, single wise, you might you can say what you like about Enzo and Cass, but as a tag team, they work so well together. The the little and large combination, uh, the Enzo played a good sort of lovable underdog, which is ironic now, seeing as everyone hates him. <laughs> um, and Cass would always, you know, get right in there and like it's amazing that he's managed to. One, become a household name and impact again with it, with, uh, with a completely new gimmick and be so far removed that no one's like, oh yeah, it's Big Cass. Like, no, it's W. Morrissey. It's a completely different thing. It's a clean slate. And yeah, I think if Mustafa Ali went there, sorry, I, I sort of get caught up minds on Cass Love there. <laughs> I think if Mustafa <laughs> Ali went there, the world is his oyster. If he's willing to, it seems that he's willing to work hard enough and do whatever it takes to get to the top. The world is his oyster there. You know, we've saw people bet on themselves an impact and it's paid off. We've saw people go elsewhere and it's really not paid off. Ethan Page, Josh Alexander is the perfect uh, AEW, WWE, sorry, AEW yeah. impact version of that. So I think if Ali goes to impact... You know, hey, he might not reach the top, but 
maybe maybe sometimes for people it's not that you won't reach the top it's not that you won't be world champion or it's not that you won't main event it's the fact that you'll never be given the tools to show or you'll never be given the opportunity to show actually I can do this and if you don't want me in the main event I can be the IC champ I can be a main attraction draw I can be the undercard I can be a suitable you know I, I might not be the guy, but I can be one of the guys. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think he's ever going to get that in WWE. Whereas in Impact, it's a case of go show as you're the guy. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those now, isn't it? Where like you used to get into you know a, a business like that as a talent because you wanted to be world champion. That's what they always said. You know, you you get in this because you want to be the the best and you want to be right at the top. I think now a lot of a lot of these guys just want to you know showcase what they can do and and if it if it means they're not going to you know win the world title then I, I guess it is what it is. I th- cuz there's a lot of talents like I mean for me like someone like the Fiend never needed the title. You know the Fiend was this big attraction that was something completely different but they pushed him to the moon and gave him a title and I think having the title ruined him in many ways. And, you know, maybe yeah, Ali doesn't that. need that. He doesn't need the, the world title. He can get his message across and do some brilliant creative work without walking away and, you know, having the world title with him. It seems as well he wants to break into acting. He was tweeting Marvel about being uh, a part of, I think it was Blade. It was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm done with that. Uh, you know, I think... A lot of wrestlers obviously have shown that they can move over into acting. And, and by the way, you know, talking of wrestlers going into acting, any chance you can get to see Peacemaker do it because it's very, very good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, fair play to the guy. I, I, I say, you know, do what do what makes you happy. I think that's the, the big message that you take out of this. Do what makes you happy. And clearly he wasn't happy with his position in WWE, Vince apparently had, had pitched something to him, which I'm sure he wasn't very happy about. And 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 that's the end of that. If he wasn't going to be creatively fulfilled in that job, I think now, more than ever, talent can go, you know what? I ain't happy here. This isn't the only game in town. This isn't the only thing that I can do right now. There are many other ways that I can get my brand and my personal uh, brand of work out there. I don't need to be here. I can go. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of um, there's a lot of guys who ex WWE guys who have said, you know, legends advised them if you're going to leave WWE, don't leave when your when your stock is low. Like leave when you're still a draw. You know, because then you don't need to. You know, we talked about how the likes of you know Cardona and W Morrissey Cutler. And Mickey James, to an extent, you know, built themselves back up. But if you leave in a position of, say, say Ali left after, say he wasn't happy that he was only in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. So he mm. left right after he had the triple threat with, was it Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan for the WWE title? Yes, yeah. yeah. So say he left then, you know, it's like, right, I had. Eight weeks on SmackDown, I was over as anything. I was, you know, might not have made the chamber, but I was on the poster. I was on the marquee. I was in the WWE title match at the next pay per view. 
time to go, you know. Mm. That, but he is leaving at a point of um, a point of low, a low point for himself where he's not been on TV, lost to Ricochet, you know, failed in his pursuit for the US title, beaten up by and kicked out of Retribution. And then, you know, the whole Mansoor tag team, which was set up to break up six weeks before a Saudi show. Um, he is leaving at a difficult time. I am. Is it jo- Josh Grisham? Um, pardon me. Hiccup something awful. You're apologize. <laughs> Josh, not hiccup Grisham. Um, he's he's someone I believe he's only about five eight, five nine, and he's currently champion of Ring of Honor. He's doing yeah, yeah, Jonathan Yeah, he. So John, I'm saying John, Jonathan Grisham. Fuck's yeah. I, I had it in my head. It's not John. It's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonathan Gresham. I watched, I watched, um, I've got Terminus notes here, I've watched Hard to Kill and I've written, still get the name wrong, uh, Jonathan Gresham, you know, Ring of Honor champion, being allowed to showcase, I think if Ali went to Ring of Honor when it starts back up, I think he could easily be one of the guys there, I think Impact, he'd be great in, um, somewhere else if he'd like to maybe change up his style, uh, Game Changer Wrestling, we mentioned um, mm. uh, Moxley's going to be there. They've sold out the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's huge, man. I mean, GCW have, have like really organically grown this fan base and I've, I've i remember seeing pictures of shows that they did at various places and there's like you know not many people there and now they're selling out the hammerstein ballroom with the card that i'm looking at right now which is an absolute banger of a card i mean this is going to be a very good show and fair play to the guys at gcw for for selling that out i mean that is that's some good stuff I know um, Janela's facing Ryder, eh, sorry, Cardona. Yes, Cardona, I, can, I, can you, I can give you a rundown. I've got the card in front of me. So you've got Moxley and Homicide. That's the GCW Championship match. Um, right. Gresham and Blake Christian for the ROH title. Um, the Briscoes have got an open challenge for the GCW Tag Team titles, which a lot of people are thinking FTR are going to answer. Um, oh, Ruby oh. Soho and Ali Catch. Jeff Jarrett and Effie, which was set up at the last one. Um, Matt Cardone, as you mentioned, and Joey Janela, uh, Team Bandido, uh, which is uh, ASF and Bandido and Lerido Kids, uh, against Team Gringo, Erez, um, uh, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco. There's a grab the brass ring ladder match with Leo Rush, uh, PCO, who uh, still blows my mind that I've just watched him uh, in the Quebecers taking on uh, Brett and Owen at the 94 Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> Tony Deppen, uh, Alex Colon, uh, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, winner can name the match of a choice. Uh, this scramble match has just been added uh, with uh, Jack Cartwheel, uh, Dante Leon, NYC um, native, the Grim Reefer, Ninja Mac, Alex Zane and Nick Wayne. Um, Ruckus is turning up and of course, well, we're going to have Eddie Kingston and AJ Gray there, but Eddie's injured, isn't he? So, yeah, that's off. But banger of a card right there, and that new scramble match added. Yeah, great. Have some of that. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you you mentioned uh, Game Changer Wrestling organically growing a fan base. It, it's good that you know we're not having a a two thousand two. I'm not having a WWE Big Bad. WWE, you know, ECW and WCW were horribly mismanaged. WWE swooped in and bought them. Mm. We're not having a thing a thing here when. Ring of Honor disappears. 
that there's no there's no other full time occupation. You know, there is places like a uh, Game Changer Wrestling, NWA starting back up more regularly. Um, and it's been Impact, really good, by the way. There's some good stuff on NWA. Mm-hmm. Impact starting up more. Uh, sorry, Impact keeping regular taping, starting to impact getting really good crowds as well, which is yeah. encouraging to be because in the Dixie Carter era, advertisement was just non-existent and it really was just horrible to watch sometimes. Um, obviously, AEW, we, we talked about their bloated roster, so even if you if you put the two of those two on top and say New Japan as like the third worldwide biggest promotions, there's still plenty on the underside that if you want to go to North America and make a go of it, there's plenty for you to get into. Yeah, I mean, how good is it now for talent that they have so many good options? They can head out there and and do what they want in other places, and you know, it's it is just absolutely fantastic that we we have options now. I mean, it's it's crazy for a fan because we've got so much to watch, but yeah, for for talent, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, we might see a Mustafa Ali pop up there soon. Um, we might see a Gunther pop up there soon. <laughs> and I want to rebrand. I want to change my name now. I don't. I. I. I want to get on this train. I want to change my name. You can be Ergen. <laughs> yeah, I just. I'll do anything. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, I went to bed last night. Uh, I didn't. I, I was looking forward to Walter versus Roddy Strong. I oh, was a wee bit. I was a wee bit tired, so I thought, you know what? It's one o'clock just now. I'm not going to put it on in case. Like, I didn't know where it was going to be on the card, so I'm like, I don't want to sit and watch through stuff I don't want to watch to get to it. I'll, I'll just go to bed and I'll watch it in the morning. And I woke up this morning to a message in one of our group chats for Suplex Retweet. Good to see a good win for Gunther on NXT. And I went, who the is Gunther? And I Googled it and, oh my God, one of the new... When I went to bed at half one this morning, I did not expect to be reporting that Walter, the longest reigning NXT UK champion, a beast of the European and British... Well, maybe word that better. A European. European. A titan of the European and British wrestling scene, um, with matches in progress. You know, he was the he was progress champion. He was OTT champion. He was massive in America. Companies like Evolve and uh, W is it WNW, yeah. uh, and he's now called after the barista and friends. <laughs> Oh man, I mean this whole situation is wild. I I saw some people talking about it yesterday and I was kind of a, a bit distracted doing a few other things. And I didn't look at the reason why this was trending and why people were kind of kicking off a bit. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, oh come on, people. Like, do your job in the trademarks department lads you know someone's trademarked this name and you're like no 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 oh they, no and then it turns out that walter has been renamed gunther 
And yeah, I don't even know what to think anymore. I mean, it's it's another pointless rebrand. I mean, this there, there were what there were two rebrands technically on the show uh, last night, and obviously, I thought when I read it that people. Yeah, we're kind of referring to the fact that he was talked about by the ring announcer or the you know on commentary as Gunther, but no, he went and grabbed the mic and he said it himself. And I just thought, why, why? Because Walter, people know him. Like again, yeah, we're talking about the casual fans. He's a presence that some casual fans would be aware of because, well, look at him. You can't miss Walter. And now he's he's changed for no real reason. I I am gonna be very interested to see the explanation of how they they explain this one away next week. And um his profile has been changed on WWE.com now, so you know all references to Walter have been removed, and he, he is now Gunther. Um, some other rebrands or other new looks on the pro uh, on NXT. Uh, Solo Sikoa, who is the younger brother of Jimmy and Jiuso, is now wearing face paint, uh, same as the Usos used to do. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and reasons. <laughs> And is it is it Saray or Sarai? Yeah. Is that Sarai, yeah. Sarai. Is now basically I think Vince has just discovered is it Akafemwe? Is it Akafemwa the the Oh Aquafina? Yes, the yes, the the, the, the Asian American actress. Yeah. Yeah. Shang Chi. Yeah. Shang Chi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to run the entire scene <laughs> <laughs> so we would you call it um, I think he's just discovered her back catalogue because um, Boa's old manager the one who used to was it May, May Ninger was that her name May Ying. where she was like I, which was this pure creepy voodoo woman she's now basically like a combination of her uh, and Nora from Queen's and uh, Crazy Rich Asians, where she's just as layabout. Oh, I've got, and... I've got to say, right, I am 100% in on Wendy Chu. I think she is actually kind of cool. And that gimmick, it, may, it, it made me pop. I was kind of, when, when she got in the ring and she's just like stretching and ducks under that clothesline, but then absolutely rips like No Tomorrow, like dropping suplexes all over the place and that, then... Like going back to sleep, that was just that was actually quite good. Uh, and would you call it? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but if you're feeling Wendy Chew, that's up to you. Um, <laughs> Which one? Uh, it's, it's 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 just a you know it is a mid card comedy gimmick, but it was like okay, you know you can kind of hard relate. Everybody wants to just. You know, get a good nap in every now and again, and it's just, it's funny. And you know, then when she just kind of explodes like that, it was, it, it was fun. I mean, the Saray one, I, I, I kind of don't particularly yeah. get. She has a, 
She has a necklace from her past back in Japan, and she is now the warrior of the sun. Well, she was always a warrior of the sun, but like not like this, where they've basically just gone go and do Sailor Moon cosplay. To be shaman, shaman king, to be shaman. shaman. It's just so unnecessary for her, you know, like, well, the whole gimmick was, was her going, you know, I'm, I, I, I can't get a win. Go back to Japan, come back at like a, as an absolute badass, you know, like, don't, don't go for the Sailor Moon cosplay, get some Kill Bill cosplay going on here. It's just baffling. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, I, <laughs> I, I think it's just a bit lazy, you know what I mean? But like, like come back with a new style, don't just come back with a necklace and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But um, there's, there's a tweet that went out, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Grayson Waller, such a good heel. Oh. So, one of the highlights of the NXT 2.0 rebrand. 100%. Um, Said just so you know, Waller was too cl- Walter was too close to Waller. So I got my lawyers involved, and they're very good at what they do. That is that is brilliant. Yeah, like for everybody who can talk about them being all in on Bron Breaker, which they quite clearly are. Grayson Waller is the one to watch here, and and the fact that he's going off like that on his social as well, bringing that situation into it is just hilarious. It's not even that. It's Playing up to the fact that WWE have done this before. Like, oh, we've yep. already got a Stephen. Well, well, I'm d- sorry, have you, never, have you never met a second Stephen? Yeah, there was a whole rumour about Adam Cole, wasn't there? That yeah, They were saying he, he needed to change his name because there was Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole, baby! Like, come on, man! Oh, I know, it's... It is, it's so odd. It's so stupid. This but. is this is the thing with NXT. You know, we, we, we've had a good chat about NXT here, and and I I said this to a couple of people on Twitter the other day. NXT over the past couple of weeks has actually been really good. Yeah. And, you know, I I saw Bron Breaker live on the last tour. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, when they were in the UK, I saw them in Manchester, and yeah, you know, well, the dude's got the tools, and he's got the talent, and he's going to go far, and he's going to be a big star. I. I I'd be surprised if he was in NXT by the end of this year. I'd be surprised if he's there by summer. But, you know, they've got some great stuff there. Been building around people like LA Knight, Cameron Grimes, getting heels like Grayson Waller is just great. I mean, you know, the North American champion as well, Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams, both of those two really, really good. They've got a good tag team division. There's some great stuff there. And then I was like, I was feeling quite good about watching NXT. And then I saw the one last night and it completely just made me flip 180. I'm like, no, this is hot garbage again. Yeah, it, it feels like one step forward, two steps back sort of thing, doesn't it? And uh, I, I take it you've heard the, I don't know whether you will have, but I take it you have, the comments by uh, Scotty Too Hotty today. Uh, on Jericho's podcast. Well, basically, he w- he said this was one of the thing- reasons why he quit. Um, you know, when Triple H was was there, he said it was very, you know, we are NXT. He said, like, that was the big thing. You know, it was very like that, like the big click, they are NXT. But he said it changed and, and the atmosphere changed and, and the, the culture changed a little bit. And they were even saying to the coaches, you know, you need to dye your hair and dye your beards. We want you to look younger. 
Piss off. And like, I mean, champa has been on main event and he's dyed the grey out of his beard. And, you know, they did this with Edge, though, when Edge came back, because they didn't want him to have that kind of grizzled look. So they made him dye his facial hair. And now he's part of the grit couple. And he's got that gritty look about him. He looks older. He looks more, you know, kind of like rough around the edges. And it's like, seriously, it's, it's, what are they thinking? It's, it's almost like, you know, there's been the big circle of of WWE eras, you know, they, they have gone back to the 1980s with this one, with the, you know, the big characters. And whereas some of them are really cool and all that, you know, it's just like, it's not working as a modern product in, in many yeah, ways. We saw that in the nineties, didn't we? With like the likes of, you know, like, don't get me wrong. If it popped up in the rumble tomorrow, I'm sure Myself and people of a certain vintage would pop at Duke the Dumpster Drosy, but Hell you yeah. know, it was never it was never gonna be the main event superstar. If Whereas, I see you know, Max Moon walk out into the Royal Rumble, I am I am gonna go wild. Yeah. Sorry, Nico. No, it's it's just crazy that like like so this is like that their attempt to bring in the big character era back. But it's just not working as a modern product like that. And it, it's just, it's flipped so fast that they've kind of run and now they're starting to stumble a bit again. Yeah. I remember um, Jericho said that he, and may, maybe this is a thought process of anyone who's maybe got to choose Impact or WWE or, you know, Terminus or WWE or Game Changer or AEW or, you know, New Japan. He said about... <clears throat> He could have made more if he went to WWF in 1995, but it was round about the time the sort of PW news and the yeah. <clears throat> the the dumpster roses and the the well Doink's been around for years, but he was starting to become a bit more prominent. You know, they were everyone was going to be like everyone had to have a job. You know, so there was the clown and the the rapper and the dumpsterman and all that crap. You know, and Jericho thought. Does my career benefit in the long run? Do I, mm. you know, maybe not get back into WWE in the future when I'm shown I'm good enough because I've been hamstrung by a gimmick because I, I took the money? Yeah. And the, I, that might be the thought process of some other people, you know, in WWE, you know, because you saw, um, you saw, um, the like Luke Gallows when he went back because he was called Luke Gallows. He was mm. immediately rebranded, even though everyone else, he was Doc Gallows. Yep. Yep, 100%. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a mad situation. That, but like I said, it, it seems to be two steps forward and one step back. And, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure Triple H is kind of watching from afar because I'm sure he's still recovering um, properly. I know he's been doing a little bit of business, but, you know, he's had a very serious operation. So, you know, make sure he, he stays stay safe and healthy but he's got to be sitting there going all my my boys and girls are gone pretty much and you know my my vision isn't there anymore and and that's quite upsetting that it's been taken on like that um it's yeah it's it's wild i mean like i said two steps forward for nxt definitely one step back yeah uh, even uh, keith lee commented Man, yes. if what I'm hearing is real, poor Walter. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with with Keith. It's 
It's so sad. Uh, it's just... It, 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 like, I, I came on here, I believe it was the first show I did with Dave, or, no, no sorry, last week was the second show back, uh, the first show I did was with um, Chris, and we talked up NXT so much about how, you know, we're upset that certain people have left, but, you know, it, it's going in the right direction, and Braun Breaker is a breakout star, and, you know, me and Dave made a case last week with the PWI Awards, yeah. should... Should Rookie of the Year went to Braun Breaker? You know, certainly if there was a male Rookie of the Year section, certainly. Um, but it's 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 something that it, it does frustrate because you know, two weeks in a row, I've came on here and talked it up, and then stuff like last night happens, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. You let me down, man. <laughs> um, the so in the show notes here, you put something called. Zicky Dice's indie show. Um, I'm not familiar with that. What is Zicky Dice's indie show, John? Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise uh, was on over the weekend. Uh, it is on Twitch. Uh, for uh, it's, I, I believe it's still up there. I'm actually just going to check now whether it is still there. Um, Zicky Dice is he, this. Um, <laughs> he's just an absolutely wild character uh if you if you look at his twitter megastar outlandish zicky dice twitch sensation pro wrestler musician magician <laughs> you know he does it all man um but he um he put on this show which i i heard about um which had some really really in fact it's just started playing in the background uh had some really really good stuff on the show including uh enzo was on it as we mentioned before uh he was taking on a guy called john schuyler um the main event was uh evil uno and uh zicky dice uh effie and dalton castle were on it and in what was an absolute banger of a match uh tire valkyrie versus thunder rosa which was really, really good. Uh, the entire show is still on uh, his Twitch channel. Uh, if you just type in Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise, you'll see the whole thing. Medusa's on it, and a little, uh, a little guest appearance from somebody who, because uh, I don't want to massively give it away, but somebody who is always, always rumored for the Royal Rumble. There you have it, folks. Twitch, if you want to see Zicky Dice's um, outlandish wrestling show. It's, actually... it's wild, man. It's wild, but it's, it's worth a watch because there's some good stuff on it. There's some really you know, some really good wrestling on there. And, and like I said, it's definitely worth checking out for um, Ty Valkyrie and Thunder Rosa because that was a really good match. Um, I didn't expect there to be like a... Uh, I was about to say a Zicky Rosa, a Thunder Rosa, and a Taya Valkyrie like barn burner on there, as you describe it. <laughs> yeah. like, when you when you read to me first, I'm like, this sounds like talking shop on a budget. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like a, it, it, it looks, you know, like a proper indie show in a way, you know, and it's filmed that way, you know, with like the camera people falling all over the gaff and. You know, it's it's pretty crazy, but it's done in a very Twitch style. So if you're, a, you know, if you're used to streaming things on Twitch and kind of seeing 
uh, you know, the commentators just sat in in a you know green screen room with the headsets on and stuff like that. There's like three commentators there. It's it's pretty cool. And you know, if you're into a lot of these sort of internet wrestling personalities, you'll probably see a lot of them pop up as well. But it's it, it's a fun show. You know, I spent a bit of time I think on Sunday morning just watching it, and it was it was it was just cool to go through. And like I said, that that that, that women's match was without a doubt the highlight. Well, that's no two. <laughs> then there's some, something for everyone then. Um, <laughs> the Hardy Boys are reuniting uh, on the independent scene. Um, yeah. Big Time Wrestling announced that the Hardy Boys would kick off that tour on Saturday, March 12th in Webster, Massachusetts. No word yet on who they'll face. Um, they haven't teamed together since Jeff's injury, uh, April 9th. 2019, there you go, they won the SmackDown Tag Team titles and then had to immediately vacate the titles. Um, Bit of a shame for them, Matt, with AEW, Jeff released due to personal um, reasons. Personal demons. Just uh, reasons. Reasons that usually follow Jeff Hardy, not to be harsh, but, you know, reasons that usually follow Jeff Hardy, but he does seem happy and healthy. He's been doing a lot of stuff online uh, with Matt on his um, podcast and what have you. And yeah, it, it's great to see. It, it'd be great to see Jeff back out there and hopefully show WWE right. Actually, yeah, I'm I'm clean because he did have a couple of run-ins with the law. I think before he was released, did he not? I think so. I think so. I mean, like you said, it's cool. Uh, to see Jeff back out there and happy and healthy. I believe, like, from some of the footage that I saw when he did this acoustic uh, uh, meet and greet tour, he was, you know, he was in a really good spot and he was, you know, feeling good and, and everyone seemed to say that he was very happy. So, you know, maybe it's one of those things where a bit of, you know, a bit of the life on the road got to him and, you know, the, those demons, if they did crop up, cropped up. Uh, but now he's kind of relaxed a bit. He's taken himself out of the, you know, what is undoubtedly a very pressure cooker atmosphere at WWE. He's taken himself out of that and he's a much happier person. And again, it's great, isn't it, that we can get these talents that can actually go away and do things like that now because a while back there probably wasn't a chance of doing that, but now there is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Terminus, uh, Jonathan Gresham's uh, promotion launched this past Sunday uh, under, it was called Terminus, All Roads Lead Here. I won't read any spoilers out for you, but I will read out the match card for you. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Josh Alexander, a Ring of Honor original world championship in a pure rules match. <laughs> uh, Bandito versus Baron Black for the Ring of Honor world championship. I think Was Bandito not did he not have to vacate the title? Because I think so, yeah. I think he was injured. Yeah, so yeah. They're going with the whole Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon storyline mm-hmm. here. Uh, Jordan Gracie versus Kira Hogan in an Impact Digital Media Championship match. Moose versus Mike Bennett. Lee Moriarty versus Josh Woods. Diamante v. Janaya Kai. Uh, JDX versus Daniel Garcia versus Invictus versus Cash versus Adam Priest in the Terminal Eliminator match. Uh, and, oh, also... Uh, Dante Calbero and Joey Keys versus Tracy Williams and Fred. Fred, I think as Yehi. I, I, I can't pronounce Fred's name, but Fred and Tracy are taking on Dante and Joey. Um, 
Do, have you managed to watch any of this yet, or are you? Is this one that's still on your watch list? Still on the watch list. Not a chance to go through it yet. Um, I hear a lot about it. Here, it's really, really good. So I'm looking forward to uh, to getting some time to sit down with that. I say looking forward to getting some time to sit down with it. I'm actually off this week and next week of doing any actual proper work apart from stuff I've got to do at home, and I've literally done nothing for the past few days. So you know, I should be able to get that in. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I've got things to do, like you know, but I've just not done them. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm the I'm the same. I just need to get mm-hmm. off my backside. Totally. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, mate. Or, or should I say, on my backside and watching this? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. I've tried to be too active. I've you know I've been hitting the gym and stuff because I've I've uh, I've got a spot in a rumble coming up in about a month's time. So I'm back in training for that, and I'm also just back in the gym as normal. But um, yeah, I mean like I've taken a couple of weeks off to kind of do some catch ups and get some meetings and a few other bits that I need to get done. And I've got decorating to do. I've done nothing. I have kept up on like you know AEW and WWE and and, and Impact though. So I've I've done something. Oh, there you are. You've done something. Um, Sanada and uh, Swerve, Swerve the Realist, formerly known as Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, have been announced for the term of the show on February 24th in Atlanta, Georgia. Down for that. I'll be good. Um, oh, well, sorry, talking about February pay-per-views, I, c- I completely forgot this one. Oh, yes. One How could after- we forget? This is one of the ones that got sort of after the, the whole named after a... Uh, an alleged Nazi thing we, we forget about, but uh, <laughs> February 19th, um, we mentioned how WWE and TNA or, or Impact are going to have uh, shows on that uh, on that weekend. Uh, Impact are going to have their uh, Impact Plus special No Surrender. And WWE are going to be back in Saudi Arabia and they, it's the first time they've taken an actual pay-per-view uh, over yeah. to Saudi Arabia, they're taking the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. It's it's one of those what. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what consequences are going to have for for this? I mean, obviously, it's a, you know one of those where they've had to they've had to delay part of the deal, haven't they, with the. Um, uh, with the, the Saudi, is it the government or whoever they've signed it with? Um, well, the to, Saudi yeah, they, they've done, what was it, a five-year deal and they were three years into it, but obviously the pandemic caused the problem, so were they going to throw a couple of extra shows in or something? And maybe this is one of those ones where they're thinking, well, we'll just do an extra show. I believe it was a 10-year deal worth, it was like worth 100 million, it was like oh, 10 million. Yeah, worth million. 30 million, wasn't it? Yeah. And, um, um yeah, there. Well, sorry, I'm just a wee bit of breaking news here because there's no nobody really announced it for the the chamber. We usually see that after a uh, Royal Rumble. Adam Sher, formerly WWE Braun Strowman, signs on for. Sorry, just yes, I accept cookies. Thank you. Signs on <laughs> for biggest wrestling event in the Middle East. Um, is heading to Dubai along. Sorry. Braun Strowman is heading to Dubai alongside free the narrative cohort EC3. Cher and EC3 will compete as a tag team in Dubai on March the 7th. And the event hosted by the United Wrestling National United Arab Emirates has been dubbed as the biggest wrestling event in the Middle East. Wow. That's that's pretty huge. That that that's going to happen. I mean, like... 
they've been working together quite a lot, haven't they? Of um, uh, of Adam and, and EC3 with that project. So yeah, that's that's interesting. But again, it like I think as an attraction for the Saudi audience, he's obviously a huge draw. And he was the he was the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble, wasn't he? The yeah, you know, the the biggest Royal Rumble ever, or whatever it was. The 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 one that he did when he won the the big green belt that disappeared. If you remember that. That that one was a that was um that was a Vince McMahon decision because he decided, yeah, we need to keep this on TV and then all of a sudden it was yeah, we don't want a we don't want a belt on TV that's not gonna be defended. And yet, you know, this was around about the time Alexa Bliss What like the Intercontinental title. Championship, sorry Shinsky. <laughs> Alexa Bliss defended her title in an elimination chamber match. Because she hadn't defended it since, like the the like now the Leap Survivor Series, the champions all defend on TV. Oh, it's just headache inducing, isn't it? I, I know, uh, but hey, but hey, good good for those two. I mean, that's that's a big booking and and fair play to them. And I think they'll you know they'll they'll do fine. They'll make some they'll make some bank out of that without a doubt. I was looking at the two Uniteds because like United Arab Emirates. Um, but it's the United Wrestling Nation, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, I got that right. I thought I'd like fallen over my words. That's right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So they're going to the no no. Would you call it no uh, no news on who he's going to be with? Uh, who, sorry, who they're going to be wrestling? But they are going to be in a tag team match. That's confirmed. That yeah, was just breaking fun. news actually while we were on the air. Wow. Well, fair play to him. I mean, like I said, they're going to make some good money out of that. And it's, um, again, another, another, you know, way to grow EC3's project, which, you know, fair play to him. I mean, you know, kind of jumping back to the chamber, they're putting, the, you know, taking the elimination chamber over there, which is, you know, a, an interesting look, I guess. But, um, you know, there's all the talk about how they're going to rename it later on down the line to the WrestleMania chamber. I think that is a. I don't. I said to David, I think at one point during this deal, they will take WrestleMania too. So I think that will be like maybe a. Say if WWE want to get out the deal early, they need to take WrestleMania over. And um, wouldn't that kind of like get to a point where, um, yeah, they've gone, okay, right, well, we're taking WrestleMania over to, to Saudi Arabia, which is, you know, a big thing. But then that's the point where they go, right, well, why aren't you bringing it to the UK, which is undoubtedly, you know, a, a massive market. Yeah, I mean, they would sell out a, a Wembley. They would sell out something like that. And that would be a huge thing, you know, for the WWE. So if they take if they take a big event like that to Saudi Arabia, they take a WrestleMania there or a SummerSlam again. Yeah, something like that. Because I'm, I'm bringing back to to the UK SummerSlam, which again, yeah, that was 1992. As we remember the Great Royal Rumble of 1992. Um, 20 years ago, is it 20 years ago this week or 30 years this week? 30 years, 30 years, 30 years. It's 30 years to, I think it's today actually. Um, of uh, of Royal Rumble 92. Um, but if they if they take a a, a main premium live event. <laughs> To um to Saudi Arabia, that would be the UK audience going right. Well, where's ours? Instantly, that would be them going right. Well, where's ours? 
Yeah. Why why have we not got WrestleMania right now? Why is it not here? Bring it to us. I think honestly, it's the Saudi Sports Authority that have you know, which is part of the Saudi government's sort of Saudi Arabia, they're trying to um they're trying to turn it into a tourist destination, sort of like Dubai and the United Arab Emirates, where yeah. it's like I mean, it's, not... the, the amount of stuff they do with all you know, like oh, yeah. the the tennis tours and things like that as well. Yeah, Ariana Grande is always there at uh, cheering uh, the Spanish Super Cup. Uh, yeah, of course, Madrid, yeah. Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Atletico Madrid, Atletico Bilbao, and then the final, Atletico Bilbao against Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, massive, massive sporting events going over there, and it's clearly funded. It's funded by the government, and I think, personally speaking, one of the main failings of Boris Johnson's Tory government is not the track and trace, it's not the, not the cuts to benefits or the cuts to childcare, it's the lack of investment in top class WWE wrestling and I feel Boris Johnson must be brought up on these charges. I feel that Boris Johnson needs needs to answer why have you not paid Vince McMahon a hundred million to bring, I don't know, the greatest money in the bank to Wembley Stadium? These are questions that I think need answering, John. Uh, I agree. I agree. I'll um uh, yeah I mean not like he's got anything else to think about right now. Um exactly. <laughs> I mean, I thought there's nothing else going on down at, at number 10, is there? Uh, so, um, yeah, mate, I, I agree. I think, you know, instead of, um, instead of sending some money uh, to, to one place, why, why, don't we, uh, why don't we just go make a deal with, oh, can you imagine Vin, Vince walking into number 10? Oh Come on. I want to say, better I, than what's there. I would pay to see him stroll in there. Doing the Vince McMahon strut right in and just taking over. <laughs> I would pay good money for that. Oh, I, you I don't think... about you. Get out of here. <laughs> just watch Dominic Cummings. Uh, sorry, no, no, Dominic Cummings is gone now. What's his, who, who, who was the idiot that got caught winching? Um, I, I, I can't remember. Oh, well, watch him, Dominic Rab, and Michael Gove all shit themselves when Vince McMahon walks in waving his genetic jackhammer at all three of them. Uh, I'd, I'd just love to see Vince McMahon walk into, into Parliament just just for fun. Yeah, that would be absolutely hilarious. And then, like, yeah, propose some kind of Hell in a Cell match between Keir Starmer and, uh, and Boris Johnson. That that'd just That would just be hilarious. Yeah, I think Fuck it's it, brother. <laughs> um R Truth um recently turned fifty year old. Just sorry. Yeah. Just have some small happy birthday to R Truth. Um Braun Breaker says he doesn't know who was behind his controversial NXT entrance where he kicked the big golden brand like X. Uh, the Rock and the Bella twins have made the celebrity entrepreneur a 100 list well done to them I mean The Rock is everywhere you look for God's sake and The Rock of course is going up against Monday Night Raw this week I think <laughs> well yeah because basically he's on um, he's on Monday Night Football oh is he? yeah so I th- it was either this past week or uh, it's this week coming but he, he was on Monday Night he's going to be on Monday Night Football which um, is is pretty huge he's on there with like you know some of the big names in the game too so that's that's pretty 
pretty huge. So The Rock going up against WWE. <laughs> there you are. Never thought you'd see it. And Lita, obviously, we mentioned she appeared on yep. a SmackDown this past week. She's talked about possibly one more run in the WWE. Is that something you'd like to see? There's a place for it. Um, I think, you know, she can she can be in a position where she can give a uh, a, a rub to uh, a new star or somebody there who could, you know, really benefit from kind of teaming with her or being part of that, you know, part of a little faction with her. Is, is, uh, you know, the, she goes after Charlotte. I mean, I, it'd, it'd be great to see Lita and Charlotte in a sort of like pre-WrestleMania feud or something like that. But yeah, obviously Charlotte's got to win it. Um, but yeah, I think like Lita could, could give that superstar rub to, to somebody, you know, there, whether that, I mean, maybe someone like Shotzi, you know, would be, would be great for going under the wing of Lita because, you know, very similar style. Um, I think that would work. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know whether she's injured or not, but Zia Lee's disappeared off TV d- despite that incredible entrance. Yeah, and the first couple of weeks that she had, I'd like to see Zia Lee do something brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think Lita's got some, you know, something to give there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, would you call it? I think it's... Uh, I, I, I don't want to see her in the, the title scene, but I'd like to see her you know, wrestle a couple of people that could use the rub, maybe win, maybe two matches, and then the person that's going to get the big rub offer, you know, maybe get beat at maybe at a WrestleMania. Yeah. Because I think sometimes WWE either brings legends back and they mow through everyone and no one benefits, or yeah. they bring them back and they lose six out of six matches and it's like, well, who who actually benefited from that? Yeah, what's the point of that? Yeah. But... Uh, we're going to move on to, well, we usually have a Campbell's question or the GOAT's question if you're up your own backside like David Campbell is. <laughs> but David Campbell has shooked his duty to this show this week and thus is why he is not the premier host on this network. He has not posted, are you, are you ready for this, John? I'm ready. He's not posted a Campbell's question. Shocking behaviour. Uh, absolutely despicable. So, Direction and duties. So I, I, being, being the Ali McCoist, being the everyman, being the question of sport host that I am, you can be my John Parrot. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Is that my new gimmick? Um So, seen as. We talked about oh, it was 30 years of the 1992 Royal yeah. Rumble. Obviously, that's would it be would it be wrong to say that's your favourite Royal Rumble? Uh, yeah, loved it. Um, I've watched it numerous times, and it was 30 years today uh, as we're recording oh, yes. the 19th of January. Um, without a doubt, my my favourite Rumble. Yeah, with a tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Let, next week we can talk about favourite outpost ahead of time, you know, because someone has to keep this show afloat. We'll talk next week about favourite Rumble eliminations. We'll, we'll go positive leading into the Royal Rumble. But let's be a bit negative because we've had to be negative about NXT, so let's just keep that train running. 
John, I'm going to give you give you the floor. What is the worst Royal Rumble and why? Oh my word, the worst Royal Rumble. Well, there's there's quite a lot to uh, to kind of pick from, really, isn't there? If I'm going to be honest with you. Um, oh my word, the worst Royal Rumble. Um, this one's kind of hard. Uh, I'm trying to pick which one was definitely I hot do garbage. John. You usually, you usually have time to think of these things when David actually posts the question. But you know, he's giving excuses to me, like I was working and I have to relax and I can't be awake twenty four seven. And just really, you don't get into this business if you don't oh, give up your social life. Th- this is very true. Twenty fourteen's was bad, wasn't it? That that was uh, when everybody wanted um, like Daniel Bryan to win it. Uh, yes, yes, this was Batista's second win, and it was um, it was Roman Reigns' kind of like big coming out party, that wasn't it? Because he broke the um, the record from Kane with the uh, yes. eliminations. Yes, that was that was definitely a big one. Um, that was pretty poor. Um, nice. I know we've obviously talked about. Um, that kind of big character era and 96 definitely kind of had that. Cause that was full of the likes of men on a mission. You Bob spark plug hollies. You know, all those kind of like just. Yeah. I think like the whole, the whole 95 to even 95, 96 and 97 when they got in all the triple E wrestlers. Yes. Oh my that word. Was, yeah. That was bad. That I watched um, like, I watched ninety three the other day because I, I watched um, Bret Hart and uh, Razor Ramon on that, and uh, that was the one with Yokozuna one. And oh my god, this was really bad because I I, I watched was it yesterday I watched this I can't remember one one of the past few days because uh, that featured the debut of the giant Gonzalez. <laughs> who basically just walked down to the ring with his arms in the air with Harvey Whippleman next to him and everyone just going who's this guy oh my god and he, he like spent five minutes pacing to the center of the ring with the undertaker and then <laughs> eliminated him and then stepped over the top rope so i thought he'd eliminated himself and then i didn't realize because i just thought he was in the royal rumble because obviously i've forgotten him. it was you know a, a long long time ago obviously he wasn't even in the rumble no, he was just like a gate crasher. Yeah, and it was uh, Yoko threw Savage out in the end. Um, and then obviously it went to WrestleMania 9, which we will not talk about. So you, you've went 94 just for Gonzalez, the match. Nin- 93 for Gonz- yeah, 93 and for Gonzalez, because that was utterly dreadful. Oh, oh, 94 was the double tie. And you could- yeah, 94 was the, yeah, that was the um, Brett and Luger. Uh, over the that top. Was, uh, 96 was the one where Bulldog thought he'd won it, but then Shawn Michaels got back in. No, and... was, that, was that not 95? Was, was that 95? That might be yeah, 90, 96, I think, Shawn eliminated Shawn eliminated Diesel to win yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I might have got my years mixed up there, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely though, those, yeah, definitely that one. Definitely. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, 93 is a shout. Um, I am going to go, I thought it was funny at the time, but then I watched it back the other day and see just the amount of 
to Ross that is in this Royal Rumble match. Oh my God. Uh, 2012. The commentator spot is funny, but then when you realise they're covering up the fact that they have no no roster at that point, because their main event was The Rock. Yeah. He wasn't going to be there until WrestleMania, obviously. John Cena and Kane fought in a pointless match that went to a no contest. They could have easily just done something in the Rumble and then done their, you know, ambulance match at the Elimination Chamber. Yep. Zack Ryder, they took out two rows before, so Zack Ryder's sitting in a wheelchair. CM Punk's the WWE champion. Daniel Bryan's the World Heavyweight champion. champion. Yep. Um, so they're not in the Rumble. Big Show and Dolph Ziggler come into the Rumble, but not Mark Henry, who had a World Championship match that night. Um, it's just... It's essentially, it's the one that Chris Jericho should have won, but then it got leaked that he was going to win. Yeah, so they flipped it to Sheamus, didn't they? And to to, be honest, like, I'm kind of glad Jericho didn't win now, just for the simple fact, I don't like it when the Royal Rumble winner wins, but then doesn't win the title. Yeah, yeah. And Edge Edge has done that twice, like, and it really annoys me. So, yeah, I don't like when the Royal Rumble winner wins. And doesn't win the title. Yeah. Um, Sheamus in this one, you know, you've got Ricardo Rodriguez, you've got Primo and Epico, you've got Mick Foley, who should have been nowhere near a wrestling ring, uh, Justin Gabriel, you know, Jack Swagger. Jack just, Swagger, yeah. Yeah, just some, some nothing. Cody Rhodes has a really good showing in this one because the likes of him, Dolph Ziggler, are like the only ones who are like promising upcoming talent who you're like, I can see something happening for them in the future. Yeah. But um yeah, like and this is gonna be at the time, Dolph Ziggler's about to win money in the bank in the summer. Cody Rhodes is in the midst of his Intercontinental title run. He's just lost the face mask, so he's now just Cody Rhodes the wrestler now. Mm-hmm. But they they are they are two bright spots of like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like I said, you pop, but then he gets in the ring and you're like, you Ooh. should be nowhere near a wrestling ring. Yeah. Road Dog was there. He was fine. You know, it was nice to see him, but he was like immediately eliminated. And yeah, like it, you telegraphed the winner straight away. Like, yep. and I just felt there was, uh, it was just, it was crap. It was I should crap. have remembered. I should have remembered that one because I was actually at the last SmackDown before WrestleMania that year, which was in uh, Newark, uh, the Prudential Center, where AEW were a few weeks ago. I should have remembered that because I was in New York for uh, for a week or so that year. I should have remembered that rumble. That's actually quite cool. I wasn't at WrestleMania. I was at the Go Home SmackDown. Yeah, I was at the Go Home SmackDown. It was all that. Yeah, I I was I went over. Um, to, to, to New York and I thought oh you know what I'm going to look on WWE.com see if there's actually any shows you know like around the time uh, in New York I was like oh my god Smackdown's on it's the last <laughs> one before Mania how can I not go to this and it was literally no, like absolutely. it was literally the day I got there so I was like well this is happening so I got myself a ticket and uh, and I was there yeah it was really cool my uh, the, the best thing about lockdown for me is that my cousin, who now lives in New York, has gotten into wrestling, and he went to Survivor Series at the Barclays. Oh, amazing! Um, 
and I keep saying like I need to go over for a show and he's like you should come over like you can stay here we'll go to a right. show together and I'm like fucking brilliant like I don't like because part of the trouble in getting to a big WWE show in America is trying to get someone else to make the same financial commitment yeah, and work totally. commitment that you're doing as well like by the way do you have any family commitments that week no do you have any work commitments no do you have any financial co- oh and it's always it's one or the other it's like yeah can it's go that week? isn't it it's like my mother's birthday. Oh, I can't go that week. I can't yeah. get the time off work. I can't go that week because I don't have anything at work. I don't have anything family-wise, but I don't have the money because I go on holiday in the summer and it's just like, oh, piss off. Yeah, so, exactly. So I I, 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 I snidely slagged your go-home smackdown, but trust me, if I could go to it just now, I would. <laughs> oh, mate, it, it was good fun as well. You know, it was, it was a fun... It was a fun show. It was a good laugh, and yeah, we had, there was like an NXT taping before it and all that, and yeah, it was it was a cool show, and uh, yeah, it was it was good to see, and yeah, it was it was a good atmosphere. Sat next to a couple of guys from Germany, and uh, we're like the 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 sort of European section. It was it was a really good laugh. Was there any of them named Gunther? No. <laughs> oh, right. Ah, well, well, as we end up on that, we will post uh, the question on. We will post the question on our. Uh, community page we'll read uh, your answers at the start of the show next week and we'll read the, your favourite eliminations out at the end of the show next week so it's a double whammy next week but that is all the time we have for this week uh, John thank you very much for joining us my pleasure my friend thank you and thank you very much for listening uh, remember if you want to listen to more of the back catalogue Eat Sleep Suplex between iTunes Anchor Spotify and Android and of course all good uh, all good Android podcasting sites that is if we're not on them just walk away uh, of course our social media at Suplex Retweet Twitter, Facebook Instagram YouTube and Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community easy for me to say uh, on Facebook where you can get involved in the conversations thank you very much for joining us we'll see you next week bye bye Hello, I am Jack Graham. I am Phil McLeod. And I'm David Hockney. And you can catch us hosting one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts, Saturday Draft Live. You can tune in every Saturday to find out who on the ESSR has the best chance of winning the current season of our Saturday Draft. As always, you can catch Saturday Draft Live on all good podcasting platforms. 